Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Anne-Marie, Maura and Lauren are with me and we'll be getting their small screen recommendations in a few minutes' time. But uh, Maura, you uh, were the person who did that interview with Mark uh, talking about uh, the teenagers threatening to rape his 14-year-old daughter and uh, threw eggs at her over the last few nights in Limerick People's Park. And I could even hear in your own voice how shocked you were. Yeah, no, I, I, it was very, very shocking to hear. Very upsetting. It's, it's not fair that... Some like 14 years old, she's going for a walk in a, in a very public park and a very popular park in America as well. And for her to be treated like this, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm. What did you think, Lauren? God, when I was listening to it, it's hard to not feel just the weight of the world coming down on you. It's like, yeah, young girls, any girl, any woman, any man shouldn't be treated like that. Um, so it's just ridiculous how it's it's carrying on and it seems to be carrying on no matter what, like the, the police, the guardie aren't really um, trusted, obviously, by this young girl. And it's a shame. It really is a shame. Well, I think what she said, Maura, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, or what her, her dad said she said was that um, she didn't feel, not so much lack of trust in the guardie, but that anything would be done on the basis that eggs were thrown at her and there was a verbal threat. But also she was afraid that if she pointed the finger at these teenagers that she would be further targeted, isn't that right? Yeah, no, she was afraid if she gave the names of the people who did it um, that, you know, because she figured that nothing was going to happen, you know, because she, in her own words, there were only threats. They actually did, they didn't do much to her, in her words. Um, so she felt that if she said the names to the Gardaí, they're not going to get arrested, they're not going to get charged, they're just going to go after her again because now... They're on, like, you know, the name, Gardy have the names on file, I guess would be the best way to say it. Yeah. And he also recounted uh, a story that another parent had told him that in, in one of the playground tunnels uh, in uh, the People's Park, that apparently there were teenagers uh, trying to get uh, this mum's four-year-old to vape. Yeah. It, frightening. Frightening to hear. Um, it It just seems... Because he 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 said it in the interview himself. He said it's not it's not the people's park. It's it's a thug's park, um, and it's scary to think that you know you can anyone any age any gender um, goes goes for a walk again in such a, a nice park in such a, a public area, and they're just frightened coming out of there. It's not on. Yeah. I mean, Amory, you and I are doing this long enough to know that the um, talking out of the corner of their mouths brigade will be saying, ah, you're exaggerating it, or you're making it up, or what are you talking about that for in the radio, or, you know, that we get that quite a bit, don't we? Yeah, well, look, we get that a lot anyway, Jill. <laughs> every day, every year, for as long as we've lived. Um, look, you know, don't shoot the messenger. We have been contacted by a number, a lot of people over the last few weeks about, I suppose, isolated incidents. But when you add them all up, it's a lot of isolated incidents. Um, more of it along the lines of the petty crime, the stone throwing, that kind of thing. Not nice, not uh, by any means should it be happening. This was just a step further when uh, a teenager with autism is uh, threatened by youngsters, teenagers, that they're going to rape her and comes home upset. And I'm extremely uncomfortable hearing a parent say 
that they feel they couldn't go to the Gardaí for what are legitimate reasons. Understand what the parents said on air, but that is not officially recorded now with Gardaí. That is not on the Garda records. And on the one hand, you're going to have people jumping up and down talking about Garda resources. On the other hand, if the Garda aren't contacted by, and we don't know how many other incidents have happened that people haven't contacted Garda about, if the Garda are not contacted, then they don't have official records of what's happening. And I don't like that scenario developing because it brings me back to the old days in Limerick when people were afraid to speak out about things and we know the history and I'm not going through it all again but that fear was there and that is a problem. Now there was a reference in the budget yesterday to an increase in garden numbers nationally and we remember as you point out maybe 15 years ago that there was a specific targeted increase in garden numbers in Limerick and most people feel that that did have an impact at the time. Uh, separately, we've also heard, and it's something that's been mandated nationally by Angarda Siakala and is happening in the Limerick Division and other divisions, um, a slightly different approach uh, to policing even in recent weeks. And I suppose the key question is, do we need, and this is a matter for our political masters and mistresses, to ensure that the Gardaí have more resources in Limerick City and County to flood areas for as long as is necessary, where incidents like this or similar incidents that we've heard about are not similar, but also criminal incidents that we've been told about by listeners. Like, we're not making these things up, you know. I mean, the, the incidents at the railway bridge, um, you know, that wasn't isolated in the sense that it went on for a number of nights. It went on for a number of nights. And yes, of course, any time we get you know, uh, an opportunity to get more resources. Of course, you're going to say, give me, give me, give me and flood the area. I mean, that's what's needed. I mean, back in the days of gangland crime, it took a long time to get the arms of the state involved and get a targeted focus um, plan put in place. And it worked. It was flooded with Gardaí and senior detectives and the Gardaí did an amazing job when they were given the resources. Um, so it, that's what it comes down to. Um, but it also comes down to everyone playing their part and as you say flooding or targeting a particular area but a particular area will not be targeted or flooded if the reports aren't being made. Mm. Now I know in the case of the bridge you know a lot of motorists did say they went into the Garda station at the time and did say that they felt like it was just there was no point in reporting it because it wasn't being taken seriously but at the end of the day when we looked closer to that and the Garda National Press Office confirmed to us the amount of incidents that were reported. Those incidents were recorded. Mm. So even if you feel, you know, no one was jumping up and down in a Garda station about your incident, you've rec- you went in and made a report and it was recorded. And therefore, the councillor in the Catherine case Slattery. could go yeah. and raise it at a joint policing committee face to face with the Garda and try and get some kind of resolution. That's how it works. Please report it, is yeah, what it's yes. saying. And, and, and the Garda said last Friday, and Catherine Slattery was explaining to us on the show, that you know, they will react with extra Garda resources. Lauren, I mean, how do you feel, you know, are you comfortable walking around Limerick day or night? I was just chatting to a colleague there and I was saying I would much rather go to the Crescent. Um, I feel a lot more comfortable walking around the Crescent and shopping than I would in town, which is a real shame because those businesses need to be supported as well, just as more, just as much or even as more as, you know, uh, big kind of corporations in the Crescent. Um, so it is such a shame, but like you're just 
as a, a 20 year old woman and you're alone you know sometimes you just don't feel as comfortable and it's just the easier thing to do just to go to somewhere that has a bit more security and yeah it is it is it is a real shame i i do love the city like i love i love the you know little alleyways and the little small shops and i love the charity shops there and the people in the shops are lovely and it, it just it has turned me off in the past few weeks you know the scramblers and people hassling you on the street mm. what about you maura yeah i'd be inclined to agree with lauren there um I'd, I'd, I feel much safer going to a big shopping centre rather than just walking around the city. Um, personally, at times, before we've had all these reports coming in, you'd be kind of uh, fearful walking around at night, as as a, as a young woman you would. Um, but in recent weeks, I have found, yeah, it has gone a, a bit more terrifying. And, you know, working here, you, you're hearing the reports on, come in, come in, come in all the time, especially working in Limerick today, we're getting so many messages and We've, I've never seen, well, I, again, I'm only working here a few months, but I haven't seen this kind of volume of messages um, about it, incidents at all since I started here. Um, so, yeah, I think there is just a bit more fear around the place at the moment. And the thing is, it's a key moment for Limerick City Centre because the O'Connell Street uh, works are nearing completion at some stage over the next few months. It's a very important Christmas season. We know that other things are happening. The International Rugby Experience, to take one example, and we know the longer term plans around the Opera Centre and, and other things that we could talk about. And it feels as though it is essential that people like the two of you and many others feel entirely safe coming into the city centre to do your shopping or your socialising. So, you know, it, it is an important matter and there's a holistic approach to this. You know, you can talk about lighting and you can talk about security guards and you can talk about Angarda and then you can talk about more people in the city centre making it feel safer as well. But it is absolutely crucial and we've talked for a very long time on this program about 2030. 2030 is the big year and we're well on the journey to 2030 now. The 1st of January will be the first day of 2023. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.